Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Pete Sweeney. 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 It is that time of the week where we check in with our guy Pete Sweeney from Arrowhead Pride. He's presented by Mark Ferguson, the attorney that's been helping KC sports fans with all their legal needs since 1996. Integrity, results, that's Mark Ferguson. Pete Sweeney also uh, not only is the editor-in-chief at Arrowhead Pride, he might be one of the most successful bettors in the last week in the Kansas City area. <laughs> yep, it's been a it's been a fortunate you know, 10 or so days uh, when it comes to that, that type of thing, but you can't, you can't get ahead of yourself. Right. I mean, it'll, it'll come down eventually. Is as it we still going? Oh, uh, we're, yeah, we're, we're keeping oh, it up. You know, okay. we're, try, we're trying to continue to, to, to do what we can, but, uh, but yeah, it's, uh, it's an up and down game. So you got to remember no that doubt. the, the, the downtrend will come. So <laughs> that's right. I'm still disappointed in Pete. He was supposed to come to the family in between game came last year. Yeah. He ditched me. I don't know. Is he some sort of emergency? Well, because or he's something? winning. He's 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 on. A he doesn't want to take he's his on, money. He's on a heater right now. You know, once Travis Kelsey did SNL, he was a little different. That, that's how I feel after my heater. You know, I can't be going to things like that anymore, Cody. I'm sorry. Why is it because we said f the Sweeney's? Is that it? <laughs> Just tell me the truth. That was <laughs> one thing. That was the one tap time. The tap family. That there there was a time. And this is a real story where the tap family, the entire tap family, chanted f the Sweeney's, and they said the word. They said the word. That's the type of yeah. I wouldn't. I wouldn't show up anymore either. <laughs> I wouldn't show up anymore either. That was after they took like a grand off the table. Give us a break, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Pete. That we can't actually talk about this game much this weekend because there's not that much to learn out of the actual right. opponent. But like when we look at what the rest of the league is going to do, I, I do think that what I saw against Cincinnati told me that at least when they're motivated. Like, Cincinnati properly motivated them, and then they went out and they pretty easily handled Cincinnati, even though it could have cost them the division. I feel like maybe the playoffs can still re-energize this team. Not this game. Not the game against the Chargers, but moving forward. Yeah, I mean, I I don't think there's anything momentum-wise to be gained from something that is uh, an event between Blaine Gabbard and Easton Stick. I mean, it doesn't matter. This game doesn't matter. It's the equivalent of a you know preseason game four, and I, I think the Chiefs will treat it as such. Uh, you know, you have Rasheed Rice and Isaiah Pacheco. They're in the injury report, and their their ailments have kind of led me to believe that they'll probably just sit out. You know, maybe if they were healthier, they would try to 
reach a thousand yards each. I know they're both within range, but there's no reason to to chase that. Uh, maybe a little bit of a different story from Travis Kelsey and, and Chris Jones, but uh, this is the type of game where the key is making sure that you reserve players who are going to be taking most of the snaps. Don't get hurt because we've seen injuries in the playoffs. Sometimes you need these guys, and so get through the game. You know, you try your best to put some some good. Uh, film out there for next year uh, and you try to come out with a win but regardless of what happens it just simply does not matter at all so the Chiefs should rest whoever is ailing much like a preseason game you know you're always looking for that that young piece maybe to be excited about going forward and so Felix and Yudike Uzama figures to get a lot of playing time but I just have no expectations still even in this game for him, like if he doesn't do much in this game, I don't. It doesn't really change anything for for me. How do you view or what do you expect from FAU? Yeah, I think I think the story has gotten a little bit too much play. And like sometimes I I agree that things should have uh, more attention than others, but I I think where Kansas City selected uh, Felix, uh, I think they wanted to take him in the second round. I mean, there were reports and kind of you can kind of tell from press conferences and stuff that they might have been trying to trade out of the round kind of thought that they could get him in the second round. And so I know he was taken in the first with that, that final pick. But for me, I've always kind of looked at him as a second-round guy, which for me is a de- almost a developmental player, especially at that position. And I also think that Kansas City has some good players at that position that are veterans right now, and they have a good line. And so it afforded him the year to get stronger, you know, in an NFL lifting program to learn some tricks of the trade. And not a ton of snaps this year, but this will be actually a game where you could look at him and say, well, what have you been doing behind the scenes, right? And uh, I think you're in for a a good performance, much like the offensive side of the football. I think when you're in for more snaps and more playing time, you can get in a little bit of a rhythm. There's that battle with the opposing offensive linemen that I I think there's an edge to being able to be out in the field consistently. And I, I think he'll he'll have a, a, a strong game. And, you know, granted, I don't think one game will make or break him, but uh, it'll feel a lot better, you know, after a season kind of in the shadows, being able to to put some productive film out there and, and you build on that for 2024 when, we, you know, we kind of expect Chris Jones to move on and the Chiefs are, are going to need him to be a player. And so let's see, let's see what he's been doing all year. It also feels like, as Cody was mentioning, we were talking about Justin Ross. Like this is the game where maybe Justin Ross gets a touchdown or has a strong performance and, uh, you know what the reaction's going to be when that happens, right? <laughs> well, I think that, like, you know, we're saying the game doesn't matter, and that's true. But I think for these reserve guys who we're discussing, you could play yourself into, I think, contributor roles in the postseason. Like, I don't think Justin Ross can do anything to go out there uh, on on Sunday, and then all of a sudden the Chiefs are going to change their entire game plan and, and feature him as, you know, with the snaps of Rasheed Rice. However, if he goes out there and, and performs, and let's say, you know, um, hypothetically here, in the red zone, they throw it up to him on a fade and on a 50-50 ball, he comes down with it, then maybe you do see some plays drawn up in the postseason in the red zone for Justin Ross, kind of what we predicted for him in, in training camp. So I think if they're, you're looking for anything legitimate that can be gained from this game that'll mean something in the postseason, it's these guys playing for um, Andy Reid's eyebrows. Because Andy, if Andy Reid's eyebrows go up, and suddenly he says, okay, maybe we should be using this guy, then I I think you could have a role in the postseason. And we saw last year in the championship season just how important role players were. I mean, Sky Moore had a tough year when it came to the returns, and he had that key return in in the AFC title game, also the touchdown in the Super Bowl. 
Same thing with Kadarius Tony, where, you know, and not necessarily a wide receiver, but those returns were, were big. I think there are roles to be earned, playoff roles to be earned on Sunday for some of these reserve guys. Pete, when you looked, listened to Matt Nagy and Andy Reid this week, did you get kind of the same sense I did where I felt like they were in, in, in a way admitting the complimentary football into this? Like, look, we want to be aggressive and we want to score a lot of points, but because of the defense, we're not going to go over the top on that department and cost ourselves a football game. I kind of felt like that's what Nagy was saying yesterday. Well, they've simplified things down. I mean, they've kind of admitted that, you know, that was kind of my takeaway from, from hearing the, both of these guys. And we saw the production that the offense was able to have in doing so. And so I think they're going to continue in that fashion where, you know, it's a simplified version of the offense. It's not overcomplicating things. You have young players that, are starting to come into their own in, in advanced ways on their own. So like Rasheed Rice, you know, as we've kind of talked about that long touchdown, he kind of decided himself, I, I see I have leverage on this play. I'm just going to go and a go and, and it worked out. And so I think, you know, that's putting more trust into the players. It's letting them go play and, and use their athletic abilities. And I, I think that, you know, with Reed and, and Nagy, I, I think they're understanding, look, we don't need to score 35 points like we have in the past. We, you know, we probably just need to get around 24. And that's going to extend to the postseason. I, you know, it, <clears throat> and I think that's been fans' frustration this whole year is like, this isn't the offense we're used to. And that's 100% true. But it doesn't mean that they can't win key football games. It's just going to look a little different. It's going to be a little bit more boring. You know, no other way to say it. Running the football, playing good defense, uh, being smart with possessions using Tommy Townsend to, to flip the field. But, it, but in the end, you can win that way. I mean, that, that's what I think has been lost for the entire year. I mean, you can, you can win that way. It hasn't been as fun, for sure. I mean, being the three seed is not as fun as being the number one seed. But, you know, once the dance starts, everyone's zero and zero. And so they can play that game and, and win their way to the Super Bowl. I don't disagree. And normally for all the comparisons we've made to, like, the Patriots dynasty, they won a lot of games in the playoffs that way, Pete. But they did one thing that the Chiefs aren't doing, that not give the ball away. Like, I right. mean, is there some way in which the like at this point, it's like, can they, they can't fix it. It's like kind of how they are. They have nine games of two or more turnovers to Pete in which they've not turned the ball over. How, how, how do they eliminate that part or half of it? You know, cause to me, if in any game, they don't turn the ball over 99% win rate, in my opinion. Yeah, I know. Like, and I think a lot of the times we'll ask the coaches, like, how do you improve turnovers? And they're just like befuddle. And I, I think sometimes we'll point to the coaches and say, well, you know, there's no accountability here. Like, I, I think the players are not trying to pop the football up and get intercepted. Like, I really think that, like, there shouldn't necessarily need to be a coaching point on that. It's like, high, it's the simple peewee lessons of high and tight, right? Don't catch with your body. Like, these are things that these guys have been hearing forever. It's been an unfortunate year when it comes to, to turnovers. And what I will say about the postseason, and, and I, I felt this way, you know, as we go here, is, sure, like, I think the Chiefs can come out of the AFC just like anybody they have way less margin for error because sure. of everything we're, we're talking about. And so, you know, even I was, I, would, I was saying for weeks that I think they could get bought by the wild card, kind of have what they've been playing. But if that's the Bills or the Dolphins, it starts in the wild card. If they turn the football over twice, they're going to lose. I mean, that, there's no other way to say it. And so that becomes uh, even more an emphasis here and now. And I don't think it, it's anything then, not the coaches, but the players just have to, not turn the football over. And like you've been learning how to not turn the football over since you started playing the game. And so that that's kind of how I feel. I mean, I, 
And now it's up to them. It's up to them, and they have to take care of the football. They're not going to do anything this year. Since you're rolling in the dough right now, I figured you're a perfect person to to ask this question to. I saw the Seattle sure. Seahawks rookie dinner <laughs> receipt went viral. It cost the rookies $22,000 for their rookie dinner last night. So what's the most expensive dinner you've bought? And uh, I guess are you planning on having a nice dinner this weekend with your girlfriend because, uh, again, you're rolling in the dough? Well, we, this is why I can't go to Cody's thing tonight. We rescheduled uh, – uh, for everyone that doesn't know, I won't, won't, won't say the number, but we, I had a very big single-game parlay. Very nice. So we're going to, very nice parlay. We're, we're going to the, the Capitol Grove tonight. Hey, to, to okay. So wow. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, so if you, if, you, uh, if you also have had a hit and, and you're out there tonight and uh, <laughs> you want to have a chat about the Chiefs, don't, don't, be, don't be shy. Come on, come on up and say hey. Okay, well, that'll be a good tap then. That was burning a hole but, in your pocket. You were ready to go. Look, I don't want. Yeah, I'm not going to yeah. share his business. It's his his business to share. But he he can definitely take care of Capital Grill tonight, based okay. off of how how well he's done recently. That's no problem yeah, at all. It's it's been a it's been a nice stretch. Hopefully, we can kind of keep a little bit of that going. There you go. All right, Pete. Appreciate it, man. All right, take care, guys. There you go, Pete Sweeney, our Chiefs insider, the editor in chief over at Arrowhead Pride. He is on a heater. He was on uh, the show with me last Wednesday when we were kind of doing the guest hosting show out at Hollywood, and he was already on a heater before that. And then it just got ridiculous on Thursday night football. Just Just, cruising in. Yeah. Just absurd. Just absurd. Good for Pete. Yeah. No, he's yeah. He should go have a nice dinner with his girlfriend tonight. And he is. And after dinner, he should come and get What's the most expensive uh, meal I've ever purchased? Yeah. Not for like a family of five. I mean, Um, like truly for your tab. Like, or for one other person. 300 maybe? Yeah. I mean that's probably like for me, the most expensive. This is cheating a little bit. This is cheating a little bit because you're going to say, well, obviously you spend differently when it's not your money, right? And right, so I when I had uh, a deal when I was in Boise uh, with Bruce Chris, which used to be in Kansas City. They sure. used, they're all over. They don't have any locations here anymore. And because of that, just me, ju- just me. I was like, oh, I'm going to have drinks and I'm going to have an appetizer and dessert. And all. And it was about two forty-five just for me, but that's cheating Impressive. because that was only I would not have done that normally. That was because I had a thing set up with them. That's about the so individually. That's probably close because I yeah. one time on the bo- on a, on a, on a, a boss's dime, a previous boss's dime, they were like, "No, just go to this." Like I, they had a reservation at a restaurant. They're like, "No, take it, take it, take it, whatever. Let's figure out what it is, right?" And then um, he's like, "No," it was like, and I went there like the cheapest steak on the menu is like one hundred and ten bucks. Yeah. You know, so, I mean, I didn't get the cheapest. I mean, steak. I still say there's nothing better than just a phenomenal steak. That's top ten for you. There's just nothing better than just an extremely well done, not well done as in like temperature, but a steak that's well done. I like my steak medium, by the way. Don't worry. But, uh, <laughs> that would be depressing. Yeah. By the way, yeah, a well prepared uh, well steak. Prepared. Well, thank you. Yeah. I know careful that's, that's on the wording. Someone's yeah. gonna think you're already yeah. spending two hundred dollars on a well done I, no, steak. No, 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 no. No, we we get we get our steaks medium. Thank you very much. Um, do not do not ruin a two hundred dollar one hundred and fifty dollars steak by getting it well done. Please don't don't no. do that. No, that's just a waste at that point. Someone says eight hundred one shop house was four hundred dollars. Yeah, I'm not surprised. Oof. There's some very nice, really good steakhouses here in Kansas City. I don't have, I don't have $400 dinner money very often, you know? If you hit the parlay Pete did last, yeah, last week, no, you that'd do. be different. I'm aware of the amount that mm. Pete won. If I had hit that amount, yeah. I probably also would be buying a very yeah. nice dinner for my 
girlfriend or in his his case girlfriend Mike someone else though that might have a little extra money in their pocket is Will Howard and that's we can say that now about college athletes everything's above board there that's because Will Howard committed to Ohio State we all know the former K-State quarterback had a great career at K-State now he's got to go chance got a chance to go win a national championship he also has like the fifth best odds to win the Heisman Trophy next year Cody that's what going to Ohio State will do for you It'll be really interesting to see how his career ends, but he's got a chance to become a legend suddenly at Ohio State if if they end up having a special season. That's also why his Heisman odds are good. Good for him. You know he's probably getting uh, well over a million dollars in NIL money now. So props to Will Howard. I think this is the example for much as much as we or anybody talks about the transfer portal, the positives and negatives, because there are some negatives. This is the perfect example of why it's great. This this kid goes to K State, has success, but wins a conference but, title, has some success. Yeah, but obviously they recruit over him to a certain extent with Avery Johnson, who looks like the real deal already. Like just in that, I mean, like you can tell why they're excited about yeah, Avery Johnson exactly at K State, and yet he then gets an opportunity to go transfer to one of the most prestigious college football programs in in, in the in the country, and be the starting quarterback for a team that. Will, like they do every year, have national title expectations going into it. It's great for Will Howard. It really is. You're right. For all the, like, it's easy to point out the ones where you're like, I can't believe that guy would like, you know, sometimes it's like you're the leading interception guy or the starting quarterback for a team. And they're not planning on not making you the starting quarterback, but you leave anyway. This is just an example of a guy who needed a new home because they were going to move to Avery Johnson. He seemed like he's going to be like a late round pick in the NFL draft, but instead he gets to go be the quarterback for Ohio State and have top seven or eight Heisman Trophy odds. That's cool. That's really, really cool for Will Howard. I will say he better anticipate a completely different level of expectation. Oh, yeah, criticism. K-State comes oh, with yeah. criticism. People love the Wildcats, and I am not I am not pretending that. Kyle McCord got his team within one game <laughs> of getting himself near a college football playoff and a national championship, and they buried his ass. They were ready to run him out of town. Now, the one good thing for Will Howard, this is one and done, right? I mean, you're, he's done after yeah. this. So, like, you well, know, you you're could, not. You could end a hero in Ohio State. Yeah. Now, Will Howard. So, Quinn Ewers and Carson Beck and Jalen Milrow are the, the favorites right now to win the Heisman next year at 750. Dylan Gabriel, 10 to 1. Then it's Will Howard at 15 to 1. So, he has, what is that, the six best odds? The good thing for him, fifth, too. Sorry, fifth best fifth odds. Best. Is that Ohio State's schedule favorable? For, for next year compared to Michigan, who plays a, a dreadful schedule. The hardest games for Ohio State next year at Oregon and then Michigan at home and well, at Penn State. That, that's it. I mean, for all the realignment stuff, they play Indiana, they play Northwestern, they play Purdue, they play Nebraska. I mean, very favorable can, schedule for the Buckeyes. And you can do two losses now and still be in the college football playoff. Yeah. You don't have to be perfect if you're Will Howard to get in the dance. You yeah. just have to be good enough in the Big Ten. Yeah, as and long the, as they're the right teams, you can get by with two losses easily. Yeah, yeah. you can't lose to Indiana and Purdue yeah. and then those yeah. be the two losses. Right. I mean, I don't know if the other wins are against the teams we mentioned. Sure. Well, Maybe that's, you can, that, that's you know? why yesterday uh, I, I put a bet in on Missouri at 50 to one to win the national title. Hopefully for a hedge. <laughs> can you imagine? It's not even, like I said, it's, it's not even so much that I actually think they're winning the national title, but I think they can make the college football playoff. And then I feel good about my situation to hedge with the Missouri. So no, I, I did. I put a couple bucks on, on Missouri uh, to win the natty. And I'm probably going to do a few bucks on KU because if KU were to win the big 12 or finish second, they got a chance to get in as a 12. I understand people can laugh all they want, but like it is a real possibility now with the 12 team playoff. And if you're holding a 50 to one or a 200 to one ticket in KU's case, yeah, you can hedge at once they get in. And, yeah. and, and with the, if they win the conference, they could, would you rather them, would you rather KU have a buy or to host a playoff game next year in Lawrence? Well, not so actually. Because if you get a buy, you so do not host. Here, here's the thing. Uh, I, my answer is actually a buy. 
um, the stadiums that are construction. They can only hold 25,000. They might be playing games at Arrowhead, and mm. conflict-wise, may not have to work. So my answer, actually, specifically next year is is the buy. Absolutely. Normally, yeah. I would say the campus thing would be incredible. But that's yeah. the thing. If you're in any of the – like, if you're in the Big 12, you can assume that your top two teams are getting in the playoffs. If you're in the SEC, yes. you can probably assume your top three or four. Yeah. If you're in the Big 10, you can assume the top three or four. Trash of the day. All right, let's get to this one. This was a no-brainer once I saw it come across the feed yesterday. Comes from the Associated Press. Some of you maybe have seen this story circulating around. Uh, it's that big of a, a story, and it involves a pretty big company. Um, a customer in Orlando, Florida, has filed a negligence lawsuit against Duncan, claiming he was injured by an exploding toilet at one of the coffee chain's locations Excuse me. in Central Florida. This gentleman named Paul is seeking more than $100,000 in a lawsuit filed Wednesday in state court. He claims he suffered, quote, severe and long-term injuries following the explosion of a toilet in the men's room of a Duncan location in Winter Park, Florida, a year ago. After the explosion, it left this gentleman covered in human feces, urine, debris. He walked out of the men's room seeking help from the worker and store manager. According to the lawsuit, An employee told him that they were aware of the problem with the toilet since there had been previous incidents. A lawsuit says without diving into uh, further details about the explosion. So he suffered bodily injury, has required mental health counseling since the incident. So I said this about like the David Tepper. Literally, I would just be going to see a psychotherapist. Exploded. Exploded. Look, I think you got a real lawsuit there. If a toilet exploded on me. In a and you're covered. public bathroom? Yeah, yeah, I'd be going through some mental distress, too. And you're covered. I'd never feel clean again, dude. How many showers? How many uh, showers till you felt right? Or how long of a single shower? I don't think you're 30 ever getting... 30 minutes? 45 minutes? I don't think you're ever getting that smell out of your nostrils. At, at least 10 showers. Ugh. That'd be awful. And you just, just smelling soap. Just human feces, urine, and debris. Oh, God. Just covered in chocolate glaze. Awful. Jeez. Also, why are you just ignoring a problem? Like, how many to- how many times did this toilet explode? What you- on people? The guy said he was aware of other incidents well, with the, the toilet. Fir- incident. It's the first time the toilet exploded, but other toilets maybe was maybe it was overflowing. Or he's been to this Duncan enough where something was bound to happen with this specific toilet. I don't know. I don't know, man. I think you just gonna have to pay that man the money. I don't know. I don't know yeah. what to tell you. That sounds like a pretty just uh- settle out of court. Just settle out of court. Move on. Be done with it. You don't want to go to court for that. <laughs> you, you don't want to go to court for that? You don't want to have to sit up in front you, of a jury and talk dunking, about the... Dude, dunk, every, what, every single member of the jury would say, if you were on a jury, right? I got called in for jury duty. Remember the one time I didn't get selected, but yeah. I got called in the one time. If a guy was like, man, I cannot sleep thinking about that moment when a toilet exploded feces, I mean, be like, I mean, I mean, that's hard I mean, what, to imagine what, that guy's what, making that up. I mean, what's their what's their defense? It sounds like the they employee knew. the employee admitted that they knew there was issues with the toilet. This gentleman... Uh, you can't really fake being covered in, you know what? No. For and and, and so got just go in look. There. They, like nobody's denying the toilet exploded. I don't know how. I mean, this seems like a pretty simple one. There's no amount of like a hundred thousand dollars doesn't even seem like. like no, is that, seem that, is that enough? No. I'm suing for more. A lot like, of emotional distress. I think a lot of these times they'd be like, "Hey, we're really sorry about the customer service. How about a hundred dollar? Like, could you imagine how much money they'd have to give you to Duncan in order to make this go away?" Hundred thousand dollars would take you a lifetime to spend it. I'll, I'll never want. If, if, if you're this guy, Duncan, yeah, if you're this guy, money. If you're this guy, you're never going if, to Duncan the rest of your life. If uh, 
if something like this happened, if like an incident, like let's say you had a little slip and fall at Chipotle. <laughs> they gave you a $10,000 Chipotle gift card. Did you get in the lawyer? A slip you and fall? Up? A slip and fall? They would also have had to not have the sign out that they just watched the flip. They would have to have done a lot of other I'm things. I'm saying a classic slip and fall. They throw out a $1,000 Chipotle gift card. You keeping your mouth shut? It depends. Did I break my neck? No, no, no. You're just, you know, like mild injuries, like twisted ankle. Well, then they're not giving me anything. High ankle sprain. Then they're not giving me anything. <laughs> you would have to like fall and break your neck, and you'd have to have proof that like they break mopped your neck. We're going like to they, we're going they, to they, pro- they, you know, they mopped the floor and then put the sign up or something, and they intentionally, you know, what I mean, like it would have to show negligence or something like that. Uh, someone is right though. If you're using the toilet to do what this gentleman was doing. Uh, at a fast food place, there is a little risk Sometimes involved. Emergency. Now, look, I you never know? would think. Sometimes to, emergencies I, come up. I never would think the toilet's going to explode on me, though. Now, that's you not still, the kind of emergency. Yeah, that's not right. going to happen. But you're still like, this toilet may not work. It could also just be disgusting. You're just not thinking the toilet literally is just going to explode. It's like something out of a movie. Like the toilet just cherry bomb blows in it. up. Oh goodness. Also, I wouldn't want to ever get food from that same Dunkin' either. Yeah, from anybody, no like anybody in the area. I would never go to that Dunkin' again. I don't want my food there. They got toilets exploding in that place. <laughs> There's food here. Yeah. Oh, man. 100000 does seem like you're getting up pretty easy. I say just pay and walk away. Pay and get out. Someone says Cody was on a track for a life of crime in Connor Street until someone from radio changed his life. <laughs> I got into radio late, too. Gold and I have been in radio the same amount of time, but we are seven years different yeah, in age. Yeah, just got started at different times. So, like, yeah. I start, like we started... Like, going to college and doing radio at a similar time, but I'm seven years older than you, so this person might be onto something. I might have been heading down a completely different road. So what do they mean by the toilet exploded? Like, picture it. The, <laughs> like a volcano coming out of the toilet, man. I don't know what to tell you. Yeah, like in a debris, movie when they put was, a cherry bomb down one, and right? debris. So it wasn't just the, the urine and feces. Shards of toilet. Yeah, like the toilet exploded. Like the pressure, the water pressure. Like in a movie, you've seen, right? Like, mm-hmm. and everything. I mean, yeah, like that noise that the microphone just made. That noise partially. Yeah. Whew, man, tough. Mm. I mean, I man. just pay the hundred. Pay the hundred. Move on with your life. Someone says Fesco in the morning talked about this and said the guy was asking for 50. No, the article says 100K. Yeah, the article says 100K. Maybe it's 50 for one thing and 50. Like, kids, don't 50 they for damages uh, physical and, and for then, emotional. Yeah, there's like, right, these punitive damages yeah. and all. Yeah, there's difference anyway. All right, that's the trash of the day. Coming up next, it's the Chiefs Red Half Hour. We'll get back into one thing uh, we can still count on come playoff time. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. 
Chiefs Kingdom. This is Mitch Holtis, and welcome in to the Chiefs Red Half Hour on Cody and Gold, every day at 1130 on your official broadcast partner, the Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. All right, it is the Chiefs' red half hour as the Chiefs get set to take on the Chargers. It's a red Friday here on Cody and Gold. Reminder, Club 610 coming up at 1 o'clock today. Our guy Aaron Ladd from 41 going to join us. Club 610 brought to you by Jay Rieger and Co. Here in about uh, 15 minutes, we'll play you the latest audio from a Chiefs super fan. I played it for you in the break. Yeah, oh, it's an all-timer. <laughs> it's an all-timer. Uh, it, re- it really is. I can't wait to play it for everybody. You may have seen it if you're on Instagram. But Text gonna, I was asking where it is. We'll play Insta- some of the audio. Yeah, it's on Instagram, but, you know, we'll play it for you. Coming up towards the end of the Chiefs Red Half Hour. And Drew, not- Drew's not familiar with the long history of super fans. All Drew knows is a bank robber and soon to be this individual. And he's heard Red Extreme. He said he sounds like they're WWE wrestlers. Yep. I think oh, that's no, all oh, super I'm, just saying the, I'm just saying the names sound like WWE wrestlers. I haven't oh, heard Red Extreme. Yeah. I did listen to the X Factor. I did li- I did listen to the whole huh. thing. Very tr- interesting. <laughs> <laughs> he admits to several crimes, just for starters. Yeah. Just as a tease. He admits to several crimes. Huh. He then says several very bold lies. Um... <laughs> It's it's and then admits to like future crimes he's thinking about committing, and the reason he's uh, committing the crimes is because he's back. Yeah. Well, let's not spoil the whole thing. We'll, we'll get okay, we'll, sorry. We'll, we'll play I was the, pretty uh, I was pretty vague there. We'll play the audio coming up in uh, in like ten fifteen minutes or so. Sounds good. How about that? Sounds good. <laughs> Meanwhile, the Chiefs, like I, you know, we're getting into these debates about hey, do we start talking about the Chiefs playoff stuff now? Well, I don't know their opponent, so I know what their right. problems are. So if you want me to break down the fact that they drop the ball way too damn much, they. Th- give the ball away too much in addition to it and then have too many penalties. We can do that again, or we can wait till they get their opponent. But in the last game, I actually did see something that gave me a little bit of reassurance about where they are, which is for the first time, maybe all year, I saw a motivated chiefs team. And from start to finish, that was a game they controlled as good as any game they've controlled all year. They were the, they were the sayer. They were the demander in that game. And I know that for the first eight minutes, maybe it didn't feel that way or whatever. But for the other 52, it sure as hell did. And that's because I think they were motivated. I do think you could go back through. And we didn't see this in a lot of years. But I think there's some part of like the, we're not playing well, coupled with this is the regular season, so why should I care the amount that I should care? And they've let themselves get a little too loose. I think I saw a team that what they look like when they are motivated and focused is a lot better. And the playoffs are around the corner, and I think can provide that. Yeah, I mean, I think for me, I look at that. It motivated, whether it was against Cincinnati or not, they were coming off such a bad loss, man. Like, they, I mean, it was one of the worst losses we had seen in a very long time to the Raiders on Christmas Day. It was one of the worst games I've ever seen. It's the worst game I've ever – remember earlier this year we did the – what's the worst game in the Patrick Mahomes era? Yeah, That that one. one. Yeah, yeah. We don't need to go back to the other ones that we were, like, arguing over earlier in the year. It's that one. And so you're coming off that performance – and suddenly, it was getting a little questionable for your playoff standing in terms of, are you going to be a three seed? Are you going to fall back to a four? Are you going to be a wild card team? Like, those were real conversations that were starting to creep in. And I think that led to a lot of the motivation because it truly was like, okay, we're, we, we got <laughs> to jump on this thing. And there's no question of boredom or anything. I, I don't think the boredom thing is an angle this year at all. We had talked about that years prior where they were just cruising through. This has just been a frustrating season, I'm sure, 
uh, for everybody inside of that locker room. And certainly the guys that have been part of the years like Kelsey and Mahomes when things were – they made it look easy, right? And the yeah. offense was high-flying. And so I, I think there was something to be said of following up what was a horrific performance uh, with the performance when, when if you dropped that one to Cincinnati, we'd be talking about the Chiefs having to go win at L.A. this weekend just to get in. Yeah. And that, could you have imagined that nightmare scenario? And I get it. Like Mahomes against Easton Stick, that should be a lock. Right. But how could you say any, like after they lost the Raiders game, I lost all faith. Play, yeah. I lost a lot of faith in this team. Not all, but a lot of faith in this team based on the way that they showed up in that game. And honestly, someone could have just been in. It was Christmas Day, and they showed up, and they're like, screw it, this team stinks, and we're just going to run over them. And then they got dominated in the trenches. Like, I haven't seen them dominated in years. Yeah. Probably since that Tampa Bay Super Bowl. Well, I don't think it's a coincidence that then also against Cincinnati, Juwan Taylor had his best game as a Chief this past week. And I, again, that's following up what was a terrible offensive line performance. It was just the way they were talking about it. The motivation coming off of the trash talk from Jamar Chase, a Minahue after the game saying, this team doesn't do early exits. I think they can finally taste the postseason again. And it was hard this year because there were a lot of times, Gold, when it didn't feel like they were going to get the one. You weren't sure about the two. They had things to play for, but it was still not the same way they have things to play for as they would under normal circumstances. And I think they lost some of that and got a little bit of it back, at least on that end. Like, I mean, I, I do think that they might have found a little bit of their yeah. motivation back, their swag back. A little, which this team desperately needed after that Raiders game and just generally how this season's gone. Yeah, look, I, I wonder, too, will we be talking about what, once the matchup's set? It's going to depend on the matchup. But if it's Buffalo or if it's Miami as the 3-6 the, the matchup, that ends up being that at Arrowhead, there will be plenty of people nationally that will be counting the Chiefs out if that happens. And by the way, I, I, I understand why, but sure. that, that will happen. When people start doubting the Chiefs. And again, I'm not saying people shouldn't doubt them. They have given plenty of ammunition for that. But that's also at times in the past where we've seen them go out and have some of their best performances. Now, if they're playing Pittsburgh, I don't think anybody's going to pick the Steelers. Um, but, and they don't have to have their best performance to beat the Steelers. Right. Although the Steelers do get a lot of teams they shouldn't, so who knows. But if it is you know, against Buffalo or Miami and plenty of people will pick them to lose in that game, in a weird way, that kind of fits into the old narrative we've discussed with the team as well. Yeah, it does. And look, I it's not out of the question that if they face one of those two teams, they're getting knocked out in the wild card round after hosting five consecutive AFC title games. But as we talked about yesterday, I don't think anybody's going to I don't think anyone's waiting for them to show up at their door either. Like yeah. if you're Buffalo and you win this weekend and you get past Miami and you've saved your season and you were on the brink of extinction, you beat the Chiefs, you kept winning, you found ways, then you beat Miami, you found your winner two seed, you won't be happy that Kansas City's the door that you still have to open at the end of that. Not to mention you have to get past the seventh seed. And Buffalo's not playing good enough football that they can just make a bunch of mistakes and beat whoever's going to end up as the seventh seed in the AFC either. They're not a lockstep just to go past that little run either, which puts a whole other thing into it. I just, it was a good reminder for me of the difference between a regular season Chiefs team and a postseason Chiefs team. Because there have been other years when walking into the postseason, I'm like, I'm not sure that this team's as good as last year's, where they are, even last year's team. They were the best team in the AFC, and we're like, okay, great, and they moved on. The year they won the Super Bowl, they were playing good football going into the postseason, but they had plenty of question marks. They were not, everyone wasn't dead set that they were the best team in the AFC. No one was convinced of that. And in years in which they went to the Super Bowl against Tampa Bay, you had questions about what, they, you know, where the team, that, that year I thought they were the best team. 
Like, wow, look at them. They're an unstoppable juggernaut. They went to the Super Bowl and got their ass kicked because they'd lost their entire offensive line. Just a good reminder of this team plays different in the postseason. That's all it was. I went back and looked at the Tom Brady's worst years. And you can, you can, you can point to similar similarities where it's like, ah, 10 wins, 11 wins. Uh, but in the postseason, they play different. They play, they play like a different level of yeah, team. That's more what it like, felt a, like against Cincy. And it was more like, it was Jake Browning. Talking to people that were at Arrowhead, I wasn't at the game. I don't, you were, I don't think any of us were at the game. But no. Talking about the, it felt like a play. There was, you know, maybe you call it, you know, people were anxious too, but it was in, in a little nervous. But it was a play. That's usually what happens sometimes at playoff atmospheres as well. It felt like a playoff atmosphere a little bit uh, against Cincinnati. We'll get to the uh, the, the super fan video in, in just a second. But, you know, so much talk about looking ahead and what, what they need to do in the offseason, you know, with wide receiver and everything like that. So the NFL uh, free agent list by CBS Sports, they, every year they put out what they view as their top 50. Uh, NFL free agents. Chris Jones listed as number one. That's not shocking. Legereus Sneed, number 12. Ooh. And we know the season he's having, even though he didn't get voted in at the Pro Bowl. And then you start looking at, and that, those are the only two Chiefs on this, by the way. And then after that, I was like, all right, what about the wide receivers? And, and who could be available in free agency? Number four was T. Higgins. Number 12 was Pittman Jr. out of Indy. Well, it's funny is that they've got Mike Evans, 13. Pittman making way more money. Uh, Hollywood Brown at 18 out of Arizona, and then Gabe Davis, uh, 39th out of the top 50. Those are the only wide receivers in the top 50 available. It is not as great as a, no. uh, of a Frasian class as you would think. Now, I know everybody has their favorite that, that they would prefer. Obviously, I would love T. Higgins in Kansas City. You go through each one, though, and there's a very good chance Higgins and Pittman are just not available for different reasons, but just not available. Tag, All right, Mike mostly. Evans, I think, will be available, but there's some concern there. And I know everybody's desperate just to get a wide receiver because of the issues. I understand it. The draft still, to me, is going to be the key. Mike Evans, it, depends on, it truly depends on the deal because he'll be 31 in August. If he wants somehow a three-year deal instead of a two-year deal, then I'm getting a little concerned. Even I understand his performance is showing that he's just fine, but you also don't need to get into a cap situation in two years. Uh, Hollywood Brown, he claims just yesterday that he wants to stay in Arizona. We'll see, right? Money talks, uh, and what do the Cardinals do in the draft? And then Gabe Davis, I have no interest in. Way too inconsistent. Boomer bus guy, I'm good. Thank you very Here's much. Here's the numbers, by the way, that CBS projects. Let's uh, let's quickly, yes or no, on if you think that deal would be good for the Chiefs. T. Higgins, uh, four years, 66.3 million, 16.5 million per year. Done, right? Yeah, that makes no sense. It's so low. That seems low. I understand he's been hurt hurt this year. Maybe there's injury concerns. That sounds good. I like that one. Michael Pittman, four years, ninety point eight million. Yeah, I think the twenty two point seven million per year. Again, that's below Uh, what a normal number one wide receiver costs. I think the Colts though will do that. Remember, they have a what will be a second year quarterback, but still an evaluation year for Anthony Richardson, who looked good before he got hurt. You don't want to you don't want to trade away or not trade away, not sign what could be his best weapon in his offense. If you got a, a, basically a rookie quarterback, here's where you start saying no, just based on price tag, their estimate for Mike Evans, four years, 96.3 million, $24 million a year for a 30 year old, 31 year old wide receiver. I feel like he isn't going to make that money. I don't know where they're getting that projection from. I get that he's been good, but they're projecting the same money for Pittman as yeah. they are for Mike Evans. I don't think a team's paying him that amount of money or at least time Hollywood Brown four for 59 and a half 14.8 million per year I mean based on production that's actually not crazy Calvin Ridley four for 68.2 17 million per year these are by the way the the projections are coming from spot track even though it's a CBS article and and usually spot tracks pretty good on these so I mean if it's those numbers 
I'm out on Evans, even though I like Evans as a player, and I, you know, I think that he's got some juice left. If it's based on those numbers, then Calvin Ridley or T. Higgins are the best deals out of those based on age, contract number, and the amount you're tied up into those. Those are the best oh, did deals. Did I miss Calvin Ridley? I'm sorry. He was 20. Yeah, I guess yeah, I had four years, down. Yeah. Four years, 68.2 million, 17 million guaranteed. He's been interesting in Jacksonville this year because he's had some big-time performances, and then he disappears. And I don't know if that's him or if that is just the offense in the system right now. With I think Doug some Peterson. of that you can Trevor argue with hurt. He's, yeah, yeah, both combination right he's been hurt and dinged up even in games in which he's playing you tell me they if you told me they signed calvin ridley and they went out and drafted a wide receiver in the first or second round or uh, a tight end in a good the unit combination yeah i can live with that ridley rice yeah a wide receiver drafted early first or second round in kelsey i can definitely live with that unit that's significantly better than big time upgrade year's. big that's, time that's still like that's the thing that i really get hung up on with this offense that, that i can't wrap my brain around was for so many times we're just like, yeah, they just miss having that extra wide receiver. And I guess it's just like the drop-off from MVS, but we're talking about 250 yards. How are they that much worse? Rasheed Rice is just as good as Juju Smith-Schuster was last year. And it's but just think like, about why? those drops and, and the moments they occurred. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. MVS, if he catches that, you probably win against the Eagles. If you know, There's t- like three it, or four more easy wins to find yeah. for the Chiefs if it's just if one thing was different. So it, it's it. not even like, I mean, Mahomes is still going to finish with over, what's it? well, I guess, what's his number? Is this his final number? Uh, I was going to say he's going to finish with over 4,200 yards, but I don't think he is, right? What, what, whatever the number is for Mahomes right now, passing is what it's going to be. Uh, four, 4,100, yeah, almost 4,200, 4,183. That will be his final number in the regular season. So he's going to come short of the 4,500. I think his over-under was 44.5. The fact that he still ended up almost with 4,200 yards passing is actually amazing. I already told you. Like, uh, Lamar Jackson's going to win MVP. He has, this, he has more yardage, more touchdowns, and the same amount of turnovers. Like the three big stats for quarterbacks, total yards, by the way. I'm giving Lamar all of his running stats, and I'm giving Pat all of his rushing stats, and it still ends up being a wash. It's just a weird, you know, like, obviously it's bad that the Chiefs have two of the top 12 free agents who could be leaving their team. But I think Sneed, though, is still the bigger priority. We talked about this yesterday. Sure. Like, that's the guy that I'm taking care of this offseason just because I think Chris Jones's number still is going to be too far out for them. His uh, projected contract in this list is four years, 47.3 mil, 11.8 per year. For Sneed? Yes. What was it for Cal- – what, what did they list for Jones? I'm curious. Uh, three years, 84.5 million. Almost exactly the number the Chiefs extension was. At least on that end. You want me to just give you somebody else just for fun? You want yeah. like Austin Eckler on the Chiefs next year catching some passes? Uh, Three years, 22.3 not million. Not for that dollar amount, I don't. Yeah. That's the not problem. for that dollar amount. No way. If you look at some of the other D tackles uh, in free agency, Justin Matabuki from the Ravens, four years, 81. Christian Wilkins from the Dolphins, four years, 80. Um, Leonard Williams, D tackle from Seattle, three years, 44 and a half. I mean, if you're the Chiefs, do you even think? I know you'd. You would probably draft a guy, but I, I mean, I do you dare go after a wide receiver and try to split the split what you would pay Chris Jones into Leonard Williams and look, Hollywood I think, Brown? Look, I, I, I don't think, know. I think well, Jerry Sneed is the answer. Like, yeah, well, well, yeah, right. Yeah, Sneed right. to me is who you pay, and like they'll probably bring in. Like, I'm not saying they won't bring in any other veteran defensive lineman if they move on from Chris Jones, but I do. I think they're going to go sign another huge, big priced defensive lineman. I, I don't believe they're going to do that this offseason. I could see them drafting. Another defensive player. I could see this is, again. This is all off-season conversation. You yeah. can make an argument. I know people don't like it that they should draft a left tackle in the first round. Obviously, a wide receiver. Pass rusher. Uh, I mean, they're someone on the defensive yeah. line. They're mocked to take offensive lineman or wide receiver in, in a majority a of, of them. There will be plenty of mocks that have the Chiefs taking a tackle in the first round. Yeah. To be clear, you can have defensive line 
as every team's need yeah. in the first round, literally every team's need in the first round yeah. in perpetuity forever. That's it. It's everybody. It's on everyone's first round need list. Yeah. Like it just is. It's consistently an option in the first round. If the better available player is there. All right. So we know chief Saholic who uh, I think has a court case coming up uh, or hearing in his case coming up in a couple months. Bank robber, allegedly. X Factor. Mm-hmm. It's pretty well documented, his history. Banned from Arrowhead. Not allowed. He After, put out a new video yeah. yesterday mm-hmm. on Instagram. And the whole video is like three minutes. We're not going to play the whole three-minute clip. We're going to play a lot of it, though. This first 90 seconds in particular. Just listen to uh, X Factor. Um, been doing a lot of work today. Got a new couple new phones. Uh, went 140 miles per hour on the highway, uh, 100 on the shoulder okay. to pass cars. Uh, made from Garden City 35 miles in 17 minutes. Um, all because X Factor's back. Um, if you haven't heard, um, no, coming back, going to Arrowhead, dressing up as a different super fan. So he's uh, not back. For this game um, because I'm still banned from Arrowhead but that's getting worked on that should be the ban should be released um, before um, the uh, before the playoff game um, I've got Dwayne Bow, Derek Johnson Priest Holmes uh, Jared Allen um, Nick Lowry everybody um, Anthony Davis, a bunch of Chiefs players are going to um, call the Chiefs and get me back because <laughs> I've heard that Arrowhead's missing X Factor after 343 straight games. Um. <laughs> Arrowhead, he's heard, is missing X Factor, and he's having some Chiefs legends call up Clark Hunt. To say we need X Factor back. Okay, I just want to point out that Nick Lowry has actually already made a post saying I didn't say any of that. Oh, did he really? Yes. <laughs> so just hey, spoiler alert, he doesn't. I wonder why he wouldn't want to be associated with this individual. Can you imagine? Can't Priest wonder, Holmes. Wonder why. So he starts the thing by admitting to several crimes, like driving 100 miles an hour on the shoulder, 130 miles on the highway. Then admits he's future going to trespass at Arrowhead dressed as a different super fan. Uh, uh-huh. And then claims that a bunch of former Chiefs are all going to call the Chiefs on his behalf. That's right. To it, let him back into the stadium. There's, but there's, he's back, dude. There's more. He's there's, back. There's more. And um, who I made famous, Red Extreme, Tim Orman. Um, so he knocked me out. He deboed me. 100 million hits on the internet. Um I was on TMZ. Pat McAfee watched the Pat McAfee video. That's Pat McAfee, by the way. Um, it's pretty good. Um, um, Pat McAfee. was on TMZ, NFL Network, ESPN with the he's, video. He's bragging um, about Good Morning media. America was on there. Um, so, anyways, I'm coming back loud and proud. Oh. How about them cheese and a little in the home of the cheese and a little. Let's get wild. Let's get crazy. It's time for cheese football. Woo-hoo! Back loud and proud, baby. Got a lot of bottled up energy. 
God bless you. Jesus loves you. I love you. Let's go. <laughs> I'll say a bottled up energy. Oh, uh, there's something in there. There's something bottled up. I don't know what it is, but yeah. Um. <laughs> <sighs> it's just so much to take in. Uh, oh goodness. It's just that's a lot. It's a, it's a <laughs> lot. It's a lot. Lot going on there. He's back. You know. I didn't know he was gone, but he's back. Oh goodness. <laughs> Poster what's, child what's for the super, Chiefs. What right super there. fan is he dressing up as if it's not going to be X Factor next weekend? I don't know. Also, I mean, he's banned from Arrowhead. Why warn the? <laughs> why why warn the Chiefs that you're going to be? Cody, there? you're acting like you, sound decisions are being made. Yeah, you're, you're 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 acting like that's happening here. Uh, clearly, it's not. Hmm. Now I got people in the text line asking if we're not going to talk about the eight to ten foot creatures at the mall in Miami. I missed that story. We can get there later. Hmm. Did, is that a thing? I don't know, ma'am. I'll do some research on it. We can ask about it during. Uh... It was on TMZ. So, anyways, I'm coming back. So the weird part about that is that he's bragging about being on TMZ <laughs> for being knocked unconscious. And Good Morning America. Oh, everything on the Pat McAfee show. <laughs> That's uh-huh. right. Oh. <laughs> Oh, it all makes me so uncomfortable. Drew, we're gonna need some drops made from that entire clip, just so, so you know. We'll be done. Play some of them back for uh, Aaron. <laughs> Club six ten. <laughs> oh, it makes me so uncomfortable. Yeah. Pat McAfee. Pat McAfee. And got a lot of bottled up energy. <laughs> Anytime we you reference think? Pat McAfee show, we have to pull this, pull the clip. Oh, man. Okay. Pat McAfee show. Properly credited. <laughs> have you guys seen those Aaron Rodgers interviews on the Pat McAfee show? You guys seen those? They happen every Tuesday. Uh, this The one this week seems like it's caught a bit of controversy. Oh, yes, it has. Huh. Um, <clears throat> something about a list. Yeah. Something yeah. about a list. Yeah. Aaron had a lot of bottled up energy, too. Yeah. Evidently. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think we're talking ayahuasca here with uh, our good friend X Factor. I think it's a little bit different than no. ayahuasca. No. no. Allegedly. Well, I'm glad I alerted you to this very I'm, gl- I'm very glad you did. <laughs> I needed that today on a Friday. All right, coming up next, we'll get to what's trending. And is this the worst it's going to get in the regular season with Patrick Mahomes? We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one. They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.